0: that the cleaner you are with yourself in your in your life the easier it is going to be for you to be clear About who you are and what you want out of life, you have to come to a point in your decisions where you are okay with whatever. Like if people are not happy, if if it makes people feel uncomfortable or insecure, you have to be willing to live with that because your internal state has to be more important than you know how other people perceive your decisions. How is me waking up on a Saturday morning hungover, a Sunday morning hungover, and not being able to do anything for the rest of the day? How how am I showing them? that their belief in me, the ways in that they sacrifice themselves for me, for me to be able to be in the best position possible to achieve my goals. What am I really saying to them? You're the one that really knows your dreams and your goals and your visions. You're the one that really knows what it is that you want. You are now listening to the Halo Effect podcast. We're taking you through the ultimate journey of entrepreneurship and mindset through the eyes of a first-generation entrepreneur who's pioneering his way and focused on bringing others along for the ride. Enjoy personal experiences and knowledge from guests and hosts around real estate, investing, entrepreneurship, health, and travel to ultimately help you become the best human you can be what's up guys welcome to another episode of the halo effect podcast in this episode uh, i'd like to simply give a recap of the conversations that i've had with people this last week and some of the lessons that i've kind of learned uh within those conversations as you can see the backdrop the background here in my office is finished it looks amazing super happy with how it turned out i have essentially an alligator wallpaper on my wall here in my backdrop that can also be classified as snake skin depending on how you look at it but i also have a kobe bryant canvas that i put on the wall where it shows his trophies championships mvps and uh at the top it says be legendary which is you know something that he believed in and you know something that drove him to work extremely hard day in and day out to master his craft you know that's something that i draw inspiration from and. It's cool to see that this space has taken on a energy of its own, which is what I was looking forward to and looking to create. I had written down a 10 wants list for my life and I had written down 10 things that I absolutely have to have in my life in order for me to be happy. I had written down that I wanted to create a space where, you know, a space that inspires me, a space that I can call my own, where I can feel like it's home and I'm, mindful about who is in my space and who i share my space with glad to be able to be sharing it with you all via the the video here it's definitely it feels good in my office especially with with this theme and it, it hits home for me it resonates with me because I, I i try not to idolize a man human being because you know i know better i know that you know god is is above all. However, we can't deny, and I can't deny, and I won't ever deny that there's been amazing human beings, almost godlike human beings, that have walked this earth before, before me. For me, Kobe Bryant is one of those people because of the effort and intention and time that he put into his craft and his mindset at the same time. Uh, and I think it was more so his mindset. You know, his mindset is what drove him to put the practice in to become one of the best basketball players of all time, and even if we take a look at what he was able to accomplish off the court and what he, what he was starting to accomplish off the court after his retirement, it just goes to show that his mindset was just he was continuously working on it to be able to master whatever it is that he was doing at that time. And so for me, uh, being in high school around the time where he was pretty much in his prime winning MVPs and NBA championships and being able to kind of see that and you know draw inspiration from that. Meant a lot to me. And that was a time in my life where I needed that, you know, because I was a teenager growing up in South Denver, trying to learn how to navigate my surroundings, myself, you know, high school, trying to be the best athlete that I could be as well in high school. And I just remember tuning into, you know, ABC when he had a Sunday game, the Lakers had a Sunday game and just watching, you know, watching him. Every, pretty much everything he did, just watching every detail of how he was a leader on the court, how he shot, his footwork, and just overall, his essence on the court. And one of my favorite things from Kobe Bryant and just being able to witness it was how he lived for the moment. He lived for the last, the last shot, like he wanted the last shot. His teammates knew where the ball was going to go. His teammates knew that he wanted the last shot. You know, there was no doubt, there was no question on the court who was going to take the last shot. And he knew it and he wanted the ball and he got the ball and he essentially tell everybody to get out of his way. The cool thing about that for me is that he was willing to live with the results of his decision. Whatever he decided to do on that last shot, if he decided to drive, if he decided to mid-range, if he decided to pull up for a three, he made or missed that shot. He was willing to live with the results and the criticism and the repercussions and also the the celebration and, and all the credit that was given to him if he made that shot. So he was willing to live with both of the scenarios that came about from him taking that last shot. And that's one of the things that I just inspired me the most. And also just like his grace, man, whenever... He was playing, he would play with his grace, with his confidence, his overall persona, his character, everything just spilled out on the basketball court. And it was, it was essentially for me, just, you know, art form, just seeing somebody fully in flow and being indulged in whatever it is that they were doing at that time. And for him, it was playing basketball and just, just seeing that, you know, seeing that you can really be happy and satisfied with what you choose to do, especially if you love it and how that spills out and inspires other people as well. And of course he was meant to play basketball as well. You know, he's, he was six, six, he had the perfect frame for it. So that obviously plays a role as well. Uh, you know, having the, the right attributes to be able to, to be in that position. So there was, there was a lot of learning experiences for me, uh, growing up watching Kobe Bryant play basketball. I'm happy that I'm able to, uh, have that inspiration within my office as well. Because it, it in a sense it it motivates me to create that persona myself, especially when it comes to, you know, business. So whenever I'm in my office and I'm around this vibe, I switch on this zone where I'm like, all right, it's time to it's time to take care of business, it's time to put together some deals, it's time to make the phone calls or have tough conversations or have great conversations. It's time to help people to serve you know, it's time to lay it all on the line and put it all out there uh, and really live my purpose through what it is that I'm doing. Little little by little, everything is, I feel like, coming together for me. Obviously, I'm in real estate. This is my fourth full-time year. I'm going into my fifth full-time year, which is 2024. And, you know, most people say that it's very hard to make it after the first year. If you can make it after five years, then you're definitely going to stick around for a while. And so, you know, I'm just ready to have the best year yet. 2023 was the best year of my career and my personal life. And I'm ready to have that same thing in 2024, just have the best year yet of my life and career and really establish myself and cement myself uh, within the industry. And not just within the industry, like my goal and my vision is to, you know, be a, a business person, be an entrepreneur, you know, take on the challenge of that that industry and what that means. You know, I was a athlete growing up and so competition always fueled me It drove me to want to be better every single day and to want to be the best that I can be. and I've essentially found the same thing within business. And the beautiful thing about sports and business is that I grew up playing multiple sports. I grew, uh, I grew up playing soccer, basketball, football, baseball. You know, I've done some boxing. And so what I can say within those sports is that there's so many moving pieces. And if you really want to excel at a sport, you have to be able to excel in the, the mind games that go on within the game. You have to be able to understand the game inside and out. I always tried to do that when I was playing sports. I always tried to to understand what ways I could, you know, move better or make a better cut or put put my foot in a certain position to give me an advantage whenever I was shooting a, a basketball or something like that. I always looked at the game like that. And now I look at business the same way. You know, I look at business as you know, uh, just the game of chess, the ins and outs, understanding it. And I'm still in that process. I'm still in that process of understanding, understanding it all. So, you know, I, by no means, am, you know, an expert in business. I'm, I feel like I'm just starting, you know, but, uh, I feel like, you know, real estate is definitely set the, set a good foundation and has allowed me to, uh, develop skills and understanding as far as, you know, how, business works, how markets work, how people work. I feel like those are attributes and skill sets that could be carried into other industries and just business as a whole. Uh, I feel like everything is is pretty fundamental. You know, if, if you stick to the fundamentals and you uh, focus on solidifying those fundamentals and mastering those fan fundamentals and crafting those fundamentals as much as you can that just lays a solid foundation uh to be able to succeed in other areas you know it's it's like um it's like in fighting and boxing you know technique technique is is very important technique beats speed you know speed beats power and technique beats speed like you can be a fighter where you don't have the most powerful hands you don't have the quickest hands but if you have timing and you have technique, um, you have the opportunity to to do some special things. You know, I think about the fight with uh, Juan Manuel Marquez versus uh, Manny Pacquiao, that fourth fight, right? You know, all the other fights, except probably the first one were very close, could have gone either way. Uh, but I think because of pol- the politics of boxing and also how Manny's style was, the uh, judges gave the fights over to Manny Pacquiao. But in the last fight, you know, Han- um, Juan Manuel Marquez, you know, left no stone unturned with knocking out Pacquiao. And the way he did it was, you know, understanding his opponent, his tendencies, how he, Manny would faint, faint and come in. And, you know, Marquez was always always very technical. You know, he was probably one of the best counter punchers in boxing that I've ever seen. You know, that punch was just perfect timing in the perfect location. And, you know, it, it knocked out, he was the only one to ever knock out Pacquiao and I think in doing so, he solidified the fact that um, he was always a worthy opponent for Pacquiao. You know, he uh, he he was one of the best boxers, right, of of, of his time. So yeah, technique, whether in sports and business, and I think that you know that's why sports is so important because it's funny. I just looked at my my roadcaster at the time, and it it shows that I've recorded eight hours and twenty four minutes of recordings that's crazy because i just opened up this episode talking about kobe bryant and that happens to me a lot too i i uh sometimes i wake up in the morning or right before i go to bed and i look at my phone and it's 8 24 8 24 like it happens a lot and then the other one is 8 28 and that's because one of my favorite uh, bible verses is uh romans eight twenty eight, 28 and that's just like I feel like that's how God speaks to me. You know what I mean? Um, through these little reminders and these little episodes that happen throughout my day. But anyway, technique is super important in business and, and in sports, and that's why I feel like sports are very important in the development of uh, of some of a person. You know, and the, and the character of that person because there's so many lessons that can be taught within sports and that people can learn within sports. And you know, for me, I'm grateful to have tried so many different sports, whether it was. Within a team setting uh, or individual, I'm grateful to have been in some sports and teams the best player on the team and also the worst player on the team because you know it teaches you how to lead, it teaches you how to follow, it teaches you how to be you know excited, humble, it teaches you how to be uh, intense how to push people, you know, and and what buttons to push and what buttons not to push. You know, I think those are some of the skill sets that I've been able to bring into business myself because now when I have conversations with people, I'm able to read people, I'm able to know people and, and sense where they're coming from and know what buttons I can push and what buttons I can't push, mm-hmm. know how to manage myself, how to carry myself within conversations, within a setting. And I think that a lot of that had to do with sports. You know, and a lot of that also had to do with my environment, the way that I grew up. You know, I grew up in an environment where I I feel like I always just had to know what was going on, you know, because there was, you know, things going on, you know, there was conflict, you know, in school sometimes, you know, people were fighting and it was just, it wasn't the, it wasn't the roughest area, but it wasn't the greatest area either. And so you, you always just had to know for your own protection, you know, what was going on. Uh, and also you know had to do with the circles that I surrounded myself with around you know sometimes and but just overall there was just o- always things happening in um, in South Denver and Southwest Denver. and so just being mindful of you know what was going on and then also at home, you know what I mean uh, there was good moments, bad moments um, and, and you just had to had to understand how to how to manage my you know yourself and what was going on. so but yeah, so super important. But really wanted to make this episode to kind of highlight some of the conversations that I've had with people uh, this last week. You know, a friend of mine from uh, from high school, actually, we had lunch a couple of days back last week and uh, he was, uh, I can tell he was going through a tough time, you know what I mean? And uh, he's a father of, well, he's a father, um, he's a husband, he's, uh, he you know, his, his mother passed away a couple of years back and I could just tell he was, you know, figuring it out and trying to figure it out and, and also try to maximize his life. I People tend to open up to me. And a lot of people recently have been giving me a lot of uh, compliments and a lot of credit, you know, how I've been building my life and building the things that I've been building. And for that, I'm, I'm very grateful. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's an honor for me to, to be able to uh, share space with people and then feel comfortable enough to open up uh, and, and kind of seek my my two cents. You know, I, I could tell he was kind of going through it. One of the things he had brought up, he's like, uh, you don't drink, right? And uh, I was like, no, I, you know, I haven't drank since uh, June 18th. June 18th was the last time I've had a, a sip of alcohol. And we kind of started talking. We started, you know, talking about the consumption of alcohol and, uh, you know, how the lack of it has, I feel like, enhanced my life. I've been able to enhance my life because I've stayed away from alcohol these past five, five months. And even towards the beginning of the year, like I, I've gotten drunk a couple times this year, you know what I mean? Like it hasn't been crazy. And that was never really a problem. I never really had a problem per se with alcohol where, um, you know, I, would come home from work and needed to take a shot or a drink or I'd go to the bar. Like it was never really like that. Uh, thankfully I had sports to kind of discipline me in a certain way. Um, however, What I felt like was the problem was that when I would drink, sometimes I would just drink, like I would drink until I just couldn't anymore, you know, and, and that in itself, I feel like is a problem. You know, when something dominates you to the point to where you just keep going and, you know, you don't stop. Then at that point, I feel like it's a problem. So I feel like the last five months for me have been amazing. You know, I've been present. I've been more connected with myself, with people, with nature, with uh, my goals, clarity, vision, what I want. And I just kind of wanted to talk about, you know, alcohol and, and what the lack of alcohol consumption has done for me in my life so far and what I see it doing into the future. Now, there may be some people that say, well, hey, you know, a drink or two a day, no problem, everything in moderation. And I'm not going to disagree with you. Like, you know, especially like I'm not going to sit here and try to tell people what to do and how to live their lives. Everybody is different. And I agree everything in moderation is not a problem. You know, balance in life is important. I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't see myself maybe having a drink in the future, a glass of wine or two. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But what I will say is that I, I have zero like motivation or just desire to drink again for right now. I don't know how long that's going to last. But really, I just, I don't have any desire or motivation to drink. Um, I've made some dumb decisions uh, under the influence of alcohol. I've, uh, and I haven't been the person that I know that I am or can be. Uh, with alcohol. I feel like alcohol and, you know, I feel like alcohol and any substance or anything has a different effect on everybody. And the way that I see it is that it depends on what history you and or your family lineage or bloodline have with that particular thing or substance. For me, you know, I've been able to see and understand that alcohol has been a huge hindrance for, you know, the men in my, in my life. And, you know, like my father, my father, when I was growing up, he, he, he was a drinker, two or three beers, you know, getting home from work. And then, you know, weekend, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday, um, you know, and that was his thing, you know? And so, you know, I didn't really spend a lot of, uh, like son, dad time, uh, with my father growing up, you know, it just, it wasn't one of those things. Like I knew what he was doing, you know, he was in the garage doing some side jobs on the, you know, on some cars and drinking some beers, you know, that's just what dad did, you know, and I just did, I went about my business. And then also my, my grandfather's on, on both sides, my mom's side and my dad's side were heavy drinkers, you know what I mean? Uh, when they were younger and, you know, that brought about some conflicts and broken families and, and things like that. So through just kind of my journey and development, I've been able to see that, you know, alcohol has been a hindrance in and them and their lives and um you know i've been able to to kind of notice that because of alcohol they probably you know weren't able to become everything that they were born to be as men i was able to make that realization because i was able to realize that within myself i've always had this desire within myself to just become the ultimate best me that i can be and you know i have that kind of desire or insight because it's like a feeling that i have whenever i know i'm not living up to it there's something like in the back of my mind or in my heart that just lets me know like you're better you're better you can do better you know you're better than that you know and i don't know what it is you know i don't know what to call it i don't know if it's god i don't know if it's my highest self whatever you want to call it whatever it is i don't know all i know is that i have it and it's present So I've been able to realize that, you know, alcohol has been a hindrance for them because I was able to realize how it's been a hindrance for me. Um, You know, and again, this is probably different for everybody. However, if we're being honest, if I'm being honest, I feel like, you know, this is the case for a lot of people. Like a lot of people probably feel the way that I felt before. Like, I'm better than this. This is uh, holding me back. This is keeping me down. This is keeping me foggy. Uh, I'm not as clear on my life. I'm agitated all the time. Uh, If I go without a drink, I don't feel like myself. You know, I can't be in public social settings without alcohol because if i am i feel weird i feel anxious there's nothing like living living a a clear clean life you know and the clarity that comes from that is just detrimental i feel like for my success you know what i want from myself in my life clarity is expensive because it's not easy to have it's not easy to attain and growing up i had i was very clear you know, It was very clear because I feel like I knew who God was and I knew sports. And for me, that brought about a lot of clarity within myself, who I was, confidence, and where I was headed. As I've grown up, I've been able to understand that not everybody has clarity. Not everybody is able to attain and gain clarity as easily as other people. Some people really have to work for you know, the clarity that they seek in life. To be able to find a direction that they want in their life. And other people get it a lot easier. For me, one of the theories that I've made is that the cleaner you are with yourself in your your life, the easier it is going to be for you to be clear about who you are and what you want out of life and how to go about achieving those things. So for me, alcohol, what alcohol was doing, even though it was never really a problem where I was consuming it every day, I would consume it on the weekends, sometimes a couple days on the weekends. It would mess with my clarity. It would mess with my performance. It would mess with my energy, with how I would just feel overall. And if it messes with my energy and how I feel, then it messes with my interactions whenever I talk to people because I'm not able to connect with people as best as I otherwise would be. And if I'm not able to connect with people as best as I'm, able to then I'm not able to make the impact and have the influence that I need to have in order for me to help the people that I need to help and if I'm not able to help people then I just don't make a living and if I don't make a living then I don't live in for example uh inspiring places like I am right now within my home and my office and if I don't live in inspiring places I'm not inspired and I can't inspire And if I can't inspire, I can't influence the, you know, more people, um, which ultimately make me feel like I'm living a worthwhile and purposeful life. So for me, it's just a ripple effect of things that uh, are motivating me not to drink. And, you know, recently I've had situations where people are like, you know, I'm hanging out with friends or what have you and, you know they're like oh come on drink you know like and you know i i've been very good about just saying no no i'm okay i'm okay i'm okay uh and i'm going to keep doing it and you know you have to come to a point in your decisions where you are okay with whatever like if people are not happy if if it makes people feel uncomfortable or insecure or It makes you look like a boring person. Um, You know, then you have to be willing to live with that because your internal state has to be more important than, you know, how other people perceive your decisions. So, you know, part of the conversation that I had with my friend when we met that day was, you know, one of the things that I mentioned to him was I feel like a lot of people are in the same train of thought where they want to stop drinking, but they can't. Some people won't admit it. Some people will and they can't. And some people are not aware of how alcohol has been uh, a hindrance in their lives. You know, usually I see that people that have had struggles with alcohol aren't living their ideal life. You know, they either don't own a home, they don't own a car, they don't have assets, they don't have money saved, they're probably living paycheck to paycheck. And it's this continuous cycle of a, of a life that seems to me unfulfilling lacking purpose a life that lacks direction a life that lacks influence and if you ask me for me that's a life that there's death there's spiritual death within that life or spi- spiritual numbness there is a there is a darkness in that you know i don't i don't i don't want to live that i don't want to see that You know, I don't, I don't, I've been around that within family members. And I just, I always knew growing up, I wanted more, that I wanted better. I always knew that I've, I want to create the absolute most beautiful, best life that I can for myself, my family, my kids, if I do ever have kids or whoever's around me. There's this Bible verse that stuck out to me a couple years back. And I think it was in Proverbs. And it said something like, man should not take strong drink lest they forget the adversities of the afflicted and the oppressed or something like that. That just got me thinking, you know, one of the things that I thought was like, how am I really harming not just myself, but the people around me are probably not in the best, the same positions that I am, that I'm in. Are prob- don't have the same blessings, the same opportunities that I have. How am I harming them by not maximizing and living out my full potential and taking advantage of all the opportunities and blessings that I have in my life by drinking alcohol? How is me waking up on a Saturday morning hungover, a Sunday morning hungover, and not being able to do anything for the rest of the day? How, how am I showing them that their belief in me or the ways in that they sacrifice themselves for me, for me to be able... Be able to be in the best position possible to achieve my goals. What am I really saying to them by now? Just being in bed all day long, not doing anything, binge watching something I really don't want to watch, or uh, eating something I really don't want to be eating because it's not good for my body. Like for me, the way that I see it is, I'm, I'm stabbing them in the back in a sense. You know, I'm, I'm being ungrateful. And some people again might be listening to this and say, "Hey, Ruben, it's not that deep, bro. It's cool, bro." You can go out and get drunk, man. You can chill. You can enjoy the fruits of your labor. Uh, lay in bed all day. Watch whatever show you want. You can. I can. You're absolutely right. I can. And I've done it before. And it may happen again. However, when it comes to becoming something that's repetitive, I don't know for you, but for me, like, my soul tells me when something is too much. Like, you, you have bigger, you know, if I, if I were to lay in bed four Saturdays in a row, you know, my soul, because I'm hungover, my soul, my heart is going to be like, hey. You know, get your shit together. You could be doing this. You could be doing that. Remember you wanted to do this? Remember, you know, you had this in mind? Well, now you can't do it because you're in bed, you know? And so it's not about being hard on yourself, but sometimes you do have to be hard on yourself. Sometimes you have to be the one that holds yourself accountable. And I'd say most most often than not, because ultimately you're the one that really knows your dreams and your goals and your visions. You're the one that really knows what it is that you want in your heart of hearts. Like nobody else can... Nobody else can give that to you. Nobody else can tell that to you. Like that's a feeling that, that's very personal to you. Like that's something that you have. That's something that you possess. That's something that God puts inside of you, and nobody else. Only you know. You can verbalize those wants, those needs, and those goals for somebody else, to somebody else, so that they're able to understand kind of what's in your heart. But they can't feel that feeling that you feel. They can't feel those the 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 level of of just passion and drive that you have inside of you to go and you know chase your goals that only comes from you that only comes from us that only comes from me and so it's important for me to hold myself accountable and sometimes be a little tough on myself not always I feel like there's a balance that has to be maintained but if I'm fucking up I'm fucking up (laughs) if I'm fucking up I gotta I gotta gotta make up for it and so I just didn't want to fuck up anymore I didn't want to wake up Saturday mornings and, and forgive me, I'm, I'm holy and hood at the same time, All right, So I cuss, yeah. But, you know, I didn't want to wake up on a Saturday morning uh, hungover anymore. You know what I mean? Because the way that I look at my life right now is my, my time is too valuable. My life is too valuable for me to miss a day. For me to miss a day and I give every single day the best that I have that day. Sometimes my best isn't going to be my best, but that's okay. As long as I get up and my intention is to give it my best for that day, then that's all that matters. This reminds me of another thing that we talked about, my friend and I, when we had you know lunch together. He was telling me about how he was going through all these emotions. And I know exactly what he means because I've been in that position before. One of the benefits that I have found out You know, when going through all those emotions is typically I I look at emotions like the swing of a pendulum, a pendulum goes back and forth, back and forth. I feel like when we're not in the best place internally, that pendulum is very wide as far as like the range in which it swings, right? There's a big gap. It goes far left, far right, far left, far right. And that's when we are in, in internal conflict when there's a lot going on internally and externally and, and we're just going through emotions, you know, anxiety, depression, whatever it is that you feel. I feel like it's very important within those situations to uh, that I have found out for myself is to try to shorten that gap as far as how far the pendulum swings. And even though I may be feeling emotional emotions internally and they may be very intense, managing those emotions show and reflect externally and maintaining that the way that it shows within a certain range like a much smaller range based on how we feel internally if that makes sense i know it's very i'm not doing the best job of explaining it but like making that pendulum swing shorter as far as the emotions that we feel and how we go about expressing those emotions. So for example, you know, if we are feeling like anxious or pissed off or whatever, uh, instead of having a full reaction and outburst of that emotion, try to control it as much as possible so that if you do have some sort of reaction or explosion, it's not as crazy as it otherwise would be. Because sometimes what happens in those moments is that sometimes what happens in those moments is that we feel this emotion and we just let it all out. And then time passes and we look back at that event and we're like, dang, I, I messed that up. You know, I really just blew up. That That's not who I am. And so sometimes what happens, uh, especially if you, if you have a negative internal dialogue or state, is that it kind of reinforces that mistake that you made and it makes you identify with it. And so instead of trying to move forward and become a better person and a new person, That old situation or that old eruption that you had or reaction that you had to that event or that moment or that thing uh, keeps bringing you back, right? Mentally, it keeps bringing you back emotionally uh, and you find it harder and harder for you to be able to move on and and become the new person that you see yourself being or that you want to be. And so whenever we are faced with adverse moments within ourselves, I feel like it's, it's, it's an opportunity and it's even more important to really... Try to manage our emotions as best as possible so that when moments happen, uh, you're able to look back and say, okay, well, it could have been worse, you know, and then at the same time, you want to give yourself grace whenever anything happens, just say, hey, you know, it's okay. I reacted this way, but that's not who I am. Let me go ahead and make an adjustment and just make a better decision. I know I just went off on a tangent a little bit, but it, it you know, was something that I wanted to bring up within this podcast episode as far as how I look at moments of adversity and the reaction and the, the, the expression of the negative, tough emotions that we may be feeling sometimes. You know, I think that managing those uh, goes a long way as best as you can. And then developing the skill set to be able to, uh, you know, navigate and manage those, those thoughts and those emotions as well. You know, meditation is huge. Yoga is huge because it teaches you to not identify with whatever emotion or, or thought that you're feeling. Or thinking, you know, uh, oftentimes what happens is we identify with certain thoughts or emotions, and then we start thinking that we are that emotion or that thought, you know, and that keeps us from becoming a new person and and believing that we are making the right steps, taking the next, you know, the next steps to becoming the right person uh, or the person that we want to be. So, uh, hopefully, this podcast episode was was helpful. Uh, make sure you share it. Uh, all about mindset, you know, uh, tying it back to the beginning of the podcast episode. And Kobe Bryant, I feel like everything is mindset. And it's something that I'm probably going to keep talking about in this podcast because, man, our mind is so powerful. And the way that we manage ourselves is very powerful as well. Uh, I think it sets the table and the foundation for the way that people see you, the way that people treat you, the way that you see yourself and you treat yourself. Um, you know, and based on that, you know, that can really have an effect as far as what you're able to succeed and accomplish in your life, you know, based on just your overall mindset so yeah with that being said guys thank you for hopping on to another episode of the halo effect podcast i definitely feel like these episodes are getting better and better and better and they're only going to continue to get better and a sense of direction and clarity with this podcast is still unveiling itself and still you know showing itself to me and uh you know i think that it is something that um that's going to be a powerful tool, a powerful tool for a lot of things. So make sure to follow me on all social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Ruben Halo. Uh, make sure to check out my website, halointernational.com. That's heloint com for your next home search, uh, especially as it pertains here in Denver. Um, I also help people buy uh, real estate nationwide in other states. I also help investors do fix and flips, buy and holds, you name it uh, getting into development here in the future and a bunch of exciting things. So more topic, more conversation coming around, uh, as far as real estate goes and, you know, having people share their stories and how it is that they've been able to accomplish, uh, their goals in their particular industry as well on this podcast. So stay tuned guys, make sure to share this episode with somebody you, uh, like and trust. And with that being said, I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for tuning out the this episode of the Halo hey hey Fake, hey Fake Podcast. Make sure to Podcast to subscribe to the Hating episode